Welcome to LTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, Mark Rosewater decided to drop his teasers for Crimson Vow. Also, he ended up doing a thing called the Mechanical Color Pie 2021. And then finally, Mana Weaving. If you don't know what it is, there's only one way to find out, and it's listening to the episode. Are you ready? I hope so. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, White, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. I mean, am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, MTGEctoplasm.com. That's right. I got my own personal website where I put the latest and greatest episodes there. And if you want to donate or sponsor an episode like this one, you can do that there. Now, like I ask you in each and every other week, no matter how you're streaming this, do me a favor. There's a follow, a like, a subscribe button. Hit that for me because it lets me know, hey, you're listening, first of all. And then also when an episode gets posted, you get it right away. And then don't forget to share this with your friends and family, especially the new spirit players, because obviously there's a new, crim- you know, uh, sorry, the Pioneer Challenger decks that came out, right? Well, there are new people, new players coming out going, hey, uh, I like the spirit thing. Where can I get more information? Well, obviously, MTG Ectoplasm. That's where you get the information. And God knows, you know, your friends and family may enjoy the show. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do have the announcement how to win this particular Azorius Pioneer Challenger deck. And it's halfway through the show. So hopefully you listen through and go, hey, I really want that, you know, Spirit Challenger deck so I don't have to... Uh, Spend money on it. And mind you, it's going to get shipped to whomever it is around the world. Uh, uh, Thanks to my engineer, the Ravishing Renata. You know what? It's not only U.S. I will mail it uh, to anyone around the world. She's clapping right now. She's like, oh, oh, yay. Okay. (laughs) So now to segment number one, Mauro, a.k.a. Mark Rosewater's Innistrad Crimson Vow teaser. And it reads, before previews for Innistrad Crimson Vow officially begin, I thought it would be fun to do another of my Duelist-style teasers where I give tiny hints of things to come. Note that I'm only giving you partial information. Well, I think many of us wish we could the whole information, but, you know, partial's not that bad. So first up, here are things you can expect. Now, the following, he says are counter types. So we're going to get new counters. These are the counters. Bloodline, Croak, obviously has to deal with a frog. Invitation, well, this, you know, Crimson Vow has to deal with a wedding. Judgment, so obviously somebody broke the law here. Omen, something fishy or scary is happening. A slime, my friend, uh, Nick, who you may have heard in a previous episode with uh, Death Shadow. He loves slimes. 
And then finally, suspect. So we have a suspect and there's a judgment. Hmm. Could this be a murder mystery happen at a vampire's wedding? Hmm. I don't know because I, I wasn't part of the, you know, Monty plan of making Crimson of Val. But I'm just saying, maybe. Now, a new mechanic, this is the new bullet point over here. The new mechanic that removes something never removed before. Now, originally, in my thoughts, I was thinking poison. And you know what? I realized I'm 100% wrong because guess what? There's leeches that remove poison. To me, it makes sense because in real world, for you don't know if those, I, I am now a nurse, a male nurse. Uh, there's a thing back in the day where they used to use leeches to remove poisons or remove blood because they believed too much blood was bad for you. It was called bleeding. And they would use leeches for this. So it makes sense to, you know, poison and leeches. Makes sense. But everybody and their mother is saying one particular thing. And it's to remove omen. Uh, sorry, uh, not omens. Uh, Jesus. Uh, emblems. That's it. Emblems. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's emblems. It's removing these emblems. Because to me, really? Emblems? The thing that would bother me more, honestly, is removing loyalty tokens from Planeswalkers. Just throwing that out there. Now, the next bullet point says, a popular and powerful creature card from an Innistrad set gets reprinted. Well, there's only one I think that needs desperate, desperate reprint is Snapcaster Mage. That bad boy right now is between $60 to $80. That thing needs to be reprinted again and again and again. That card is too good, too strong, too powerful. It needs to come back. If I wish it was a spirit, personally, but they're saying, you know, it, it, it's a reprint, so it's not going to be a spirit. No. A new artifact token along the lines of clue, food, and treasure. Now, if you've been playing Magic as long as I have, Clue allows you to draw cards. Food allows you to gain life. And Treasure gives you mana. And I'm thinking to myself, mm, what type of token, artifact token, that can be beneficial? And I don't think there is any except for, you know, giving you another creature or creating a creature or grabbing a creature from your graveyard. I don't think that's it. I think, honestly, this is going to be a new artifact token, but negative. Now, what negativity can I expect? I have not a clue, so I'm just throwing, it's going to be, for once, a negative artifact token. Now, the next bullet point says, a card that makes red dragon illusion creatures tokens with flying in haste. Well, as a spirit pilot, anything that has flying bothers me. And especially if it has haste, it super duper bothers me. Now, the only thing that's its saving grace is the fact that it's an illusionary token. And hopefully, and I'm praying, that it's like every other illusion that's ever been created, that when it gets become, well, when it becomes the target of spoiler or ability, 
it dies. So I'm hoping that's what happens with these dragons because, oh, I have Shacklegeist. I tap Shacklegeist and another guy or another guy and another guy, even though I have Shacklegeist on the board. I tap those two, tap the dragon. It goes bye-bye. Not only does it, you know, tap, but the creature's now dead. Yay! I like that. Now, the next one is a mechanic that first appeared as a faction mechanic returns. Well, let's be honest here. Joey, there aren't really factions in the world of Innistrad. The factions you usually see is in Ravnica. Now, what factions would be beneficial? Realistically. Especially in the time of Crimson Vow. Now, I can think of two, but realistically, one stands out more than the other. The reason why I say that is because Hellbent, red and black, have no cards in hand, and a special ability happens. Well, if Olivia Voldaren is Hellbent to get married, Hellbent makes sense. But I think, as I said in a previous episode with my my friend, a friend of the show, Dr. Katz, when we talked about Midnight Hunt, I ain't going to say spirits will have this mechanic. And this mechanic will be haunt. Make sense? Spirits like to hunt. And allegedly, spirits are supposed to get a mechanic so I'm going to say Haunt is that mechanic. Now the next one reads, a new legendary creature that combines two characters that previously each had their own legendary card. Well, this is a wedding set. Yay, congratulations to the happy couple. Obviously, it's Olivia Valdarin, but I'm going to say it's Edgar Markov as well. We're going to see them put together in their little photo their little photo album of the markov family so yay you know uh, congratulations to the markovs now a new card that lets you cast certain cards off the top of your library well ladies and gentlemen we've already had creatures lands instant sorceries uh enchantments basically everything you can play off the top of your library The only thing I can think of, honestly, is multicolored. So I'm going to say multicolored cards are the certain card that you can play off the top of your library here. The next one says a new mechanic, which is a mirror of an ability, oh, sorry, mirror of an already existing mechanic. Now, what I'm going to say is not really a mechanic, more of a type but it could be somewhat of a mechanic. And remember, mirror means that it's not what we see, but a reflection of, so it's the opposite. So we already have curses, but we don't have blessings. And I must say, this is going to be a blessings mechanic. And then a legendary character returns now as a vampire. Now, the character that I was hoping originally would die and come back as a spirit was Thalia because 
who wouldn't want Thalia as a flying spirit with first strike and then using her tax ability against everybody else. But unfortunately for her, she died during, you know, uh, Eldridge moon, uh, because of darn Emrakul now trapped in the moon. And I said, she got bit by a vampire. So I'm saying Thalia returns now as a vampire and seeks revenge against the humans because the humans couldn't defend themselves against the evil threat. Now the next section here says next, here are some rules next. Sorry. Next, here are some rules text that will show up upon cards. The first one says, choose a number between zero and 13. As we know everything in the world of Innistrad, anytime we see this number 13, it's Triskadeka something. So I'm going to say it's Triskadeka something. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now the next one says, with a mana value less or equal to the number of vampires you control. I'm going to say this is an instant or sorcery that lets you gain life off your opponent and they lose life. They're going to suck your blood equal to the, you know, with the mana value less or equal to the number of values uh, vampires you control. Again, to me, it makes sense. Now this one is a no brainer for me. And I, you know, I took the cheapy way out here. If it's a red, if it's red, you may cast it this turn. I'm going to say it's, if it's an instant, if, if, if the, if it's a red instant or, you know, a spell, you can play it this turn. I'm saying it's an instant card. Now, this next card has me bothered. I'm triggered. Yes, I need my safe space with this one. Zombies you control have flying. Now, if you look at my paper, I have a giant, huh? Zombies have flying? What are you doing, Watsy? No, 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 no. Zombies do not fly. They're, they're clunky creatures that struggle walking. How are they going to fly? And this bothers me because the fact that if they go blue, which is typically a flying color, and they're a zombie, what's going to happen with spirits? You don't need the spirits because the fact that you have zombies. So I'm hoping this is a very expensive zombie. Just, I'm hoping. Now, the next one says, at the beginning of your upkeep, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you got to sacrifice a creature. Why would anybody want to sacrifice a creature at the beginning of your upkeep? Well, it has to mean that there's something bad that that creature spell or artifact is doing that's screwing the rest of us, the opponents. So we have to sacrifice it. So this is saying, you know, you got to sacrifice your creature because things ain't going well for you. The next one reads, Krakens, Leviathans, Octopus, and Serpents. I'm going to say this is a, a card that lets you search. It's going to be a blue blue card. That's all going to allow you to search. Maybe a blue-green card. Because typically, you know, Krakens tend to be blue. Leviathans, eh, you've seen them blue-green. You Octopus or Octopi, you've seen them as blue. Serpents tend to be blue-green. So maybe blue, maybe... Uh, a hint, a splash, a touch of green there where you search for one of these creatures. 
Now, the next one says twice that many of those tokens are created instead. Well, ladies and gentlemen, sell your parallel lives now because parallel lives is coming back. That's what I say that card is because I actually typed in in uh, Watsi's companion app and I actually put in twice that many of those tokens are created instead and parallel lives came out. So I'm saying parallel lives is back. People said that said that it was coming out in midnight hunt and they were wrong. Well, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong this time, but I'm saying it's going to be in crimson vow. Now the next one reads whenever a human you control dies. Well, I'm going to say this here is Thalia, the vampire. And when a human dies, she gains life or you gain life. Or she gets plus one plus one because she's tired of helping out these darn pesky humans that didn't want to defend themselves against the evil, against the night. And I'm going to say this is, this is part of Thalia's card. Now, the next thing it says, equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. And that one had me thinking, I'm like, what could that be? What could you be? Equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. And obviously I was like, well, could it be an aura? And I'm like, well, no, because it's enchantment. And it cares about the normal spirits. Well, technically, ladies and gentlemen, at a time, we usually have maybe two or three at most. And if we're lucky, we have five or six. But realistically, five or six, not really happens. But two or three, maybe, right? So I was like, okay, it's not going to be a creature. And obviously, it's not going to be an artifact or an aura. I'm saying this is a land. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be really specific here. I say it's a land that has the word tombstone in it. Okay, and this is me just speculating, guessing. A card that says tombstone on it, and it's a creature land. A spirited creature land that, you know, allows you, it, it becomes a creature depending on how many spirits and enchantments you control. I think it's pretty neat. I, I'm really excited for it. But th that's my guess. Hell, reach out to me at MTG Ectoplasm. Let me know if you, what do you think? Am I right or wrong? And then finally, then if you find sorry, then if you control exactly 13 permanents again with this 13, this trisk trickadeska trickadeka something. Trickadeka trickadeka trickadeska something. That's what I'm gonna say it. But it is. That's it's gotta be something. But you're gonna you're gonna win the game with this. If you have a total of 13 permanents, congratulations, you win. Now Finally says, finally, here are some creature type lines in the set. Well, this one had me a little bamboozled. I was like, wow, that's a lot of creatures right there. The first creature says human ranger werewolves. Well, obviously, Watsi loves making humans. They can't make enough of humans. They can't make enough merfolk or spirits, but man, they love making those humans. And then werewolves, you know, feel bad for the werewolf uh, community out there. Eh, not too many out there, but, you know, enough that always comes out in the world of Innistrad. But then finally, Ranger. And once again, I took out the companion app from Watsi, and I looked. I was like, how many Rangers are there? 
Honestly, there's nine, nine total. Six that came out in D&D, and, be, and then after that, there were three more in other sets. And I'm actually happy to see they're adding on to the Ranger crew. Now, the next creature was Angel Soldier. Now, I, there was a part of me that was like, well, why didn't this come out during Caldheim? But then I forgot, oh, that's right. There's angels on the world of Innistrad. They're here to help the humans and, you know, say, yay, we love humans and we're going to defend our little enfeebled people. Yay, just keep on worshiping us. Yay. Now, the next one is Zombie Scorpion. I find this one terribly weird because when I think of a scorpion, I don't think zombies. But I can think of a zombie and somebody decided to, hey, you know, you know what the zombie's missing? A scorpion tail. Or me, you know, zombies are fun. They're cute with arms. Maybe we should give them claws and a scorpion tail. You know, if, if, if you're like some type of weird and mad scientist. Next one is creature uh, serpent egg. I found this interesting because if it's anything like Every other egg that's in the world of Magic the Gathering, it's a zero something, and then when it dies, it becomes a serpent. So that's why that's why I'm going with it. Next creature says I horror. Now I'm not saying I'm a whore. No, it's I horror. Okay, meaning eyeball. Now, when I looked at the Dungeons and Dragons set, I was hoping that the beholders were eyes because I know in magic, there's just like a, a, you know, a limited amount of eyes out there. So I was hoping beholders would be eyes, but no beholders are beholders and eyes are eyes. So I'm happy to see more eyes and joining the eye community. Hmm. If there's an eye community, I'd really love to hear from you. That, that would be a fun community to talk to. Now, the next one is Legendary Creature Human Peasant. I was like, wow, that's different. A human peasant, that's legendary. Let me let me throw this out there in a weird way, and it's going to sound really wrong. How many poor people are in our society that are legendary? Be honest. That's what this is. This is a human peasant, somebody who's very poor, Who's legendary? Hmm. Next one says, legendary creature, spirit warlock. I saw this and I'm like, I like warlocks. And the reason why I like warlocks is because I know some of them, ha some of them have the ward mechanic. And I'm like, ooh, I like ward. But I'm actually hoping this is a one mana spirit warlock, just like Ragavan, just because... It wouldn't hurt to have a white spirit for one white mana or a blue spirit for one blue mana. But something that a warlock has knowledge, tons of wisdom. They read a lot. So I'm hoping it has to deal with card draw. And Watsy, please, 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 let this be a one mana creature, spirit, warlock that allows us to loot. That's what I'm hoping for. And especially because it's legendary, you know, it limits the, the, the craziness that that creature can do. Now, the next legendary creature is a slug horror. And I'm like, slug horrors? I mean, how many slugs are there? 
Well, honestly, there's a total of eight slugs in the world of Magic the Gathering. Seven in different sets and then one in the set of Unhinged. So there you go. Those are your slugs. And then next is legendary creature Kraken Horror. Now, the first thing that hit me was, hey, this has to deal with the thing in the ice the and the Awakened Horror. And I looked at the Awakened Horror, and it's a Kraken Horror. So I'm like, okay, this it's finally Thing in the Ice, a.k.a. Uh, Awakened Horror. So this thing is finally going to become legendary. It's going to get a, finally a name, and I'm cool about it. And then legendary creature, Vampire Noble. We get two new ones. So, yay, two new Vampire Nobles. Congratulations to those nobles. And then finally, tune in on 1028 at 9 a.m. Pacific time to watch YouTube channel and Twitch channel as we kick off the Crimson Vow previews. So, if you were like me going, where where are teasers? Well, the teasers are here in my hand, and I just shared it with you. And where are our preview cards? Well, guess what? You get them tomorrow or early today. Yay! You get your teasers and your preview cards. Yay! Crimson Vow is finally here. And hope, and God willing, we finally get some good spirits to put in our deck. Not counting, you know, my chickens before they hatch. But if I, you know, they don't hatch, well, I, you know, I can always make an omelet. So that's the end of segment number one. I'm on to segment number two, numero dos. And segment number two, Mark Rosewater decided earlier in the month to release a thing called a mechanical colored pie of 2021. Now, I have actually here, if you're watching uh, on video, I have this thick, 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 thick amount of paper here. That's not me hitting a, a button here on my little device. It's me actually shuffling the cards, uh, the, the thing. It's pretty dense, 40 pages. I'm actually going to go take a deep dive in this uh, during this weekend to share with you and find out exactly what's in it. What I will can and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that Mark Rosewater has been working on this since 2017 until today or earlier this month in 2021 it's like a revised version now the cool thing ladies and gentlemen is that uh there's a group called the council of colors okay i don't know if you've listened to a previous episode i talked about how they were changed the color white this council of colors is the one that made these recommendations things to add to colors or remove from colors and in white they decided you know what they, they had to adjust the color white because it was too weak. It, you know, especially for commander players, you know, there's a lot of you and it's a very, it's probably the most popular format in all of Magic the Gathering, but white doesn't stand up to the other colors. So they added phasing, which we ended up seeing uh, a Spirit Knight give phasing in the D&D set. We also got a Spirit in blue, but that's not here or there that has... Well, Amazing. Then White's also getting Flash, which for us, the spirit community, we love Flash. That's a wonderful thing. And then, the, you know, White is getting also card draw. Now, with that's with certain stipulations. They don't just go, okay, here you go. Here's a card because you played a white card. No. So I'm going to do a deep dive over these 40 pages 
and t- just really analyze what Mark is saying here. And I, I just want to let you know that this is out there. If you want to go check it out, go look for it. It's the Mechanical Color Pie 2021. And, and you can see what what his thought process is. So if I find any nuggets of gem, nuggets or gems or something interesting, you'll be the first person to know. And if there's nothing there, I'll tell you in the next episode, like, there was nothing there. Now, before I move to segment number three, it has to deal with the announcement, the giveaway for this Pioneer Challenger deck, Azoria Spirits. And it says in the back, these ghosts are friendly to you. Take to the skies with the squadron of spirits and other flyers that will bring your opponents crashing down. Presley, it should have said, making them say, that's boo sheet, right? Because that's what us spirits players want us to, our, our opponents say, that's boo sheet. Now, I'm going to tell you how to win this, ladies and gentlemen. To win this Pioneer Challenger deck, okay, the spirits one, basically what you got to do is tomorrow or, or like later this evening, Thursday, 1028, okay, on Twitch, there's a channel called Rect Productions, W-R-E-C-K, the letter D, Productions, 9 p.m., there's going to be a show called The Weekly Catch-Up with Handsome and the Other Guy. Now, if you don't see it right away at 9 p.m., have no fear, have no worry. It's going to be up there. Just just keep an eye out for it. The Weekly Catch-Up with Handsome and the Other Guy, 9 p.m., Rec Productions on Twitch. Now, I'm going to tell you real quick how it's going to work. You're, it, it, I'm going to give it away. What... There's, there's going to be a little segment called Dark Declan, Demon Destroyer, Paranormal Investigator, Changing the World by Exercising Ghosts One at a Time in New Jersey. That's, a, that's the title, and I had to memorize that because I'm the main character in that. Okay, during the segment, or right after that, that clip, which is in the first 20 minutes of the show, now, mind you, I want you to watch the whole show because it's fun. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You may pee a little. You're going to enjoy the show. But in the first 20 minutes, that, that Dirk Declan's going to happen. Right after Dirk Declan happens, you're going to see my logo, the spirit guy holding a little square, and it's going to have a password or a keyword. You go to my Twitter immediately as soon as you see that or you already have your Twitter up right away, and basically the first person who puts the keyword on my Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm, you will win this. I don't care if you live domestically here in the U.S. or you're international. I will be sending this to you no matter what. I got the okay from the my engineer, the, the Ravishing Renata. You will be getting this, Okay. But remember, tomorrow, 1028, 9 p.m. on Rec Productions Twitch channel. Now, not only am I giving this away, we're actually having a special guest. His name is Savant, and he is a talented singer and songwriter. Let me just tell you, hands down, an amazing, amazing talent. Okay, he, we're going to uh, interview him. I'm actually hoping he will, you know, sing something for us. Um, I'm not going to push him to do it, but I really pray and hope he'll do, you know, he'll 
Ooh, Jesus, what was that? And I hope he'll do something. That was spooky, right? Must, must have been a little, just a ghost, a demon. So, uh, yeah, it's because that demon guy. So, uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please watch. And this here will be yours. I'm actually taking this to the studio tomorrow during the episode. I'm be like, hey, remember, remember what I said. So remember the password. The first person that put it in MTG ectoplasm gets it first. Congratulations. All right. So now on to segment number three, numero tres. It's about mana weaving. I'm bringing this up, ladies and gentlemen, because right now things are getting a little bit better here in the U.S. I'm hearing things are starting to open up in Canada and other parts of the world, and I feel bad for you guys in Australia. Really do. I'm hearing the news down there. It sucks. But with this being said, ladies and gentlemen, the world is starting to open up. And people are starting to play match to gathering, gathering face to face. Paper magic is happening now or beginning wherever you live. And for those who don't know, Channel Fireball is holding a huge tournament in Las Vegas. I wish you could go there, but unfortunately, the Ravishing Renata did not give me the monies to go to Las Vegas, but allow me to get this Pioneer Challenger deck that you will receive as a gift. But I'd rather go to Vegas. But congratulations, who wins this gift? Just saying. <laughs> so, because they're having this tournament and LGSs are opening up, I had to bring up a topic because I was a little... I didn't realize how many people didn't realize it was wrong. It is mana weaving. Mana weaving is considered cheating. Okay? If you do not know what mana weaving is, let me explain. It's when you sort your cards in a way where you have two spells and a land. I'm not going to tell you how it's done because I don't want to encourage cheating. But the whole goal of doing it in this method is so you don't have to mulligan, you don't get flooded with mana, or the fact that you don't end up getting mana screwed. Now, people do it before their opponent. They shuffle their deck a little bit, give it to their opponent, and then they shuffle a little bit, and then hopefully the ratio of two to one is the same. They don't shuffle thoroughly. They don't pile shuffle or ripple shuffle or they don't like segment shuffle. They're just like organize it a certain way, yada, yada. They know they have two and one. Give it to the opponent. Next thing you know, they're getting their hand back. That's called, called cheating. What I'm finding, and I've reached out to several LGSs, and I've talked to a lot of people uh, at these LGSs, and I asked, like, listen, do you organize your cards this way and then expect someone to play and goes, yeah, yeah, we do this all the time. This is acceptable. This is normal. It's cheating. 
I had a friend of mine. He actually taught me mana weaving. And funny enough, thank God I have another friend who used to compete all the time competitively. And he goes, Dwight, don't do that. Like, you, you, you can mess around here at the table and shuffle really hard. We'll shuffle hard right afterwards for you. But don't do that at a tournament because you will get in no world of trouble. And an individual, a pro tour player, did get in trouble. The gentleman's name is Fabrizio Ontari. He was disqualified for Grand Prix Manchester in 2016 and then suspended for 18 months because he was pile shuffling. Uh, sorry, he was mana weaving. He would mana weave in between opponents and during the games when he would face people. And he would take advantage of players who had least experience than he did. He wouldn't do it against known pro players. But like, I hate to say, a schlep like me or individual like you who's maybe still learning or halfway decent at magic, he would take advantage of that. So I'm making you aware, if this is something you do, because you don't want to get mana flooded or mana screwed, or you're just not in the mood to mulligan. Hate to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it is cheating. And if you get caught, you will be disqualified from these events, and there are penalties with this. This guy got eight, uh, you know, 18 months. You don't want to be known at your local LGS as that guy who cheated. I've caught two cheaters in my lifetime, ladies and gentlemen, and I hate to tell you, whenever I see them, it's like, you know, elbow my friend, like, watch out for that guy. He's a cheater. Watch out for this guy. This guy's a cheater. You don't want that on your resume. You don't want people going, hey, it's cheater, cheaty face, dude, cheats all the time. Don't be that guy. Now you're going to go, Dwight, well, how am I supposed to shuffle the deck? Easy. You take your cards, not look at them, have no clue in which how it's supposed to be, and shake, 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 ripple, 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 you know, pile shuffle, organize, yada, yada. You do it like like 12 times, then give it to your opponent. Tell them, hey, do it as, just get stupid. Just shuffle as much as you want. And then you're good. Have no fear. Have no worry. You're golden. You have nothing to worry about because nobody can sit there and go, you're a cheaty, cheaty face. No, I'm not a cheaty, cheaty face because I just kicked your ass and I did it fair. I did it right. And I didn't want my spirit stack. So say that's Bushit. Come on. I'm waiting. Bushit. Come on. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm making you aware because a lot of players do not realize mana weaving is wrong. It is bad. It's cheating. Don't be, don't be a cheater. Don't be a cheaty face. I like, I want to like you, like you like me. I like, you know, I want, I want us to be simpatico, as they say, like you know, family here. You're a long, long lost cousin. You're my long lost cousin. Hey, how you doing? Forget about it. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So on this episode, 
I brought up Crimson Val, the teaser. Mark Rosewater's Mechanical Color Pie 2021. My announcement on how to win this wonderful prize of the Pioneer Challenger deck, Azoria Spirits. And don't be a man of weaver. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let me begin by saying thank you very much for listening to the show. And I want to thank the thousands and thousands of you watching around this world, making this your number one for spots for spirits. And I want to thank you. Thank you very much humbly from me and the ravishing Renata, my engineer. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, when you're kicking your opponent's ass, kicking their teeth in, do me a favor. Make sure they're not mana weaving and tell them or make them say, that's Bushid. See you guys next time. I'm out. <laughs>